I have a long history of debating. You know the crowd is not with you. I, I got that impression, yeah. And... <laughs> you think there's no systemic racism? I believe that it depends on how you define systemic racism. When I debate, it's really not about tactics or tricks or anything like that. It really is more about trying to understand what the other person thinks and then critiquing what they think. The same reason that Socrates had debates. The purpose is to elucidate ideas and bring ideas to the forefront. This video is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Alrighty, folks. So we are here today to go through five rules for debate. I get asked about this a lot. What are some of the best tactics for debate? It's really not about tactics or tricks or anything like that. It really is more about trying to understand what the other person thinks and then critiquing what they think in a good faith way. That's the best way to do a discussion and a debate, actually. They're sort of the same thing. Number one, you have to ask questions for clarification. It is very important to understand exactly what your opponent is offering. People speak shorthand with one another, and very often this means that they are really inexact in their definition. So, for example, you're talking to somebody and they say, you're a climate denier. You're denying climate change. And, and you say to them, I need to understand exactly what you're claiming. Is a climate denier a person who says that there is no climate change happening, or is a climate denier a person who acknowledges that there is some climate change, but isn't sure how much of that is anthropogenic, right? how much of that is human cause, and also doesn't believe that the prescriptions that are being put out by the left are actively going to solve that problem? Right? I need to know exactly what it is that you're, you're making a claim about. This happens all the time when it comes to healthcare. Every other Western developed country does some version of single payer. It obviously can be done. And it is done at lower rates and better coverage. So what is your ideal level of health care that is provided to everyone? And what sort of tax rate are you proposing to subsidize that? I'll say, well, I'm in favor of nationalized health care. So, OK, what kind of nationalized health care are we talking about? Like, are we going to be arguing about the British NHS system or are we going to be arguing about Singapore, which is largely privatized? If they're talking about income inequality, you say, well, what is it that you're chiefly concerned about? Are you chiefly concerned about some people being very rich and others being slightly less rich and there could be a big gap? Or are you really worried about just poverty? Because that's that's sort of a different thing. When you ask questions for clarification, it allows you to find areas of agreement because very often when you clarify, you agree. Or alternatively, you actually see the real grounds of the disagreement and that allows you to critique your opponent's argument better. Second, don't accept your opponent's characterization of you. So when people don't have a good argument, very often what they go to is calling you names. They'll say that you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you're, you're a hater. Caitlyn Jenner, I'll call him Caitlyn Jenner. No, because it's that's her. The, you're not being polite to the pronoun. Because Disrespectful. It, okay. The proper response to that is not what people typically do. When somebody calls you a bigot or a hater or a racist or anything like that, very often your normal, natural human response is say, I'm not those things. I'm not a bigot. I'm not a racist. Why, why would you do that? Why would you say that? That is not the proper response. Because you denying that you're a bigot means that they're a reasonable person calling you a bigot, which suggests that a reasonable person might might think you're a bigot. If somebody calls you a bigot, you say, that's not true and you're an asshole. Forget about the disrespect. Facts don't care about your feelings. That is the actual proper response to that because they're attacking you as a human being. For example, gender identity disorder, that's the DSM-4, bro. We use the DSM-5 now for psychologists to be able to talk about- I literally about... cited the DSM-5 in the speech and it's called gender dysphoria, which is I literally term that said, I used throughout the speech, not gender you identity disorder. You sound like disorder, a bozo, bro. And you, get no and you can't no and you can even make your wife wet, bro, so what's good? They're deliberately avoiding discussing the issue. They're much more focused on going after you personally. It's a real misdirect and it's where you can make big mistakes, right? I mean, the big mistake is to get your back up and to get offended. And that's the goal of this particular game. You shouldn't even entertain the premise. Third, don't get distracted. Don't let your opponent change topics. So people on the left particularly like to shift the argument from one topic to another when they are pressed on the argument. So here's an example of this. Roy Teixeira just wrote a piece, the, the emerging Democrat majority, Roy Teixeira, he just wrote a piece about what he called the Fox News fallacy, a tendency of people on the left to believe that just because Fox News mentioned something, it can't be real. 
The reality is a lot of this stuff is taught in schools. You mean like the, viruses? Well, uh, okay. Well, can I, can I? I'm, I'm, now, now I'm just. I don't, I don't know. Now I'm just. You think that you are arguing about, for example, same-sex marriage and whether men should marry men and women should marry women and whether that is the moral and utilitarian equivalent of a man marrying a woman. And they immediately shift to, what about a, a old man marrying an old woman? Well, that's kind of a change of topic. That, that does not actually answer the question as to why a man and a man are the same thing as a man and a woman. That's, that's actively moving the topic to another realm. They can make the distinction, you can follow them there, but you should at least point out that this is no longer an argument over same-sex marriage. It's an argument of whether certain men and certain women should not be able to get married. It is not an argument in favor of men and men getting married. You'll be talking about the, the fact that the police do not disproportionately shoot and kill black men. And they'll immediately shift to, well, you know, what about slavery? And so, well, we can talk about slavery. We can talk about the root causes of crime. We can talk about all those things. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Sticking to the topic at hand before moving on to the next topic allows you to have a productive conversation. It is very, very important to protect your online privacy with a VPN. Choosing a VPN you trust is just as important. I can say with full confidence, ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market, and here's why. Number one, ExpressVPN doesn't log your online activity. They've even developed a trusted server technology that makes it impossible for their servers to store any data at all. Number two, speed. ExpressVPN does not slow down your user experience. It can even stream HD videos with zero buffering. Number three, incredibly easy to use. Just fire up the app, tap one button, and now you're connected. It's not just me saying this. Business Insider, The Verge, many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN on planet Earth. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash benyt today. Get three months free on that one-year package. Your data is your business. Why would you give it to a bunch of people who really don't like you and wish to use that data to monetize their own agenda? Instead, protect your data the way that I do. Use expressvpn.com slash benyt to get started. Fourth, you have to point out contradictions in arguments that are brought about by your opponent's refusal to be clear in their definitions. This happens all the time. So people on the left very often will bring out an argument that is vague and that appears to be internally coherent, but when you actually drill down on the definitions, is totally incoherent. So this is particularly true in the arena of gender. So here's my question. It's an argument that my friend Matt Walsh likes to make. What is a woman? Define what a woman is without reference to the word woman, please. Um, so this is actually a logical fallacy called a red herring. You're asking me a question indifferent or um, in order to actually challenge my question without actually No, it isn't. I'm saying that my... I, it really is not. I'm saying that biology... They I'm... will not specifically define gender or sex because the moment that they do, it becomes clear that their definitions are completely contradictory. So they will say that gender is completely independent of sex. But at the same time, gender is biological and sex is somehow assigned. Or, or they'll make the claim that gender is more important than biological sex. And therefore, we should identify you by your self-identified gender and not by your biological sex. But also, there is sexism rooted in a belief in biological sex. Maybe my most famous argument in sort of the Shapiro destroys category is a conversation that I had with a college student in which she was claiming that you could change your gender. And I was saying, well, but, but you're saying that gender is biologically ingrained, so how can you change it? And she refused to be clear in her definition, so I brought in analog, and the analog was age. Let me ask you this. How, okay, I won't ask you how old. I will ask you how old you are, okay? Because you're young enough that it's probably not insulting to ask you. So, I'm 22, so I'm probably going to be naive, right? No. Why aren't you 60? Why aren't you 60? Because <laughs> it... Why can't you identify as 60? Why, what, what is the problem with you identifying as 60? Because it's not the same as gender. You can't just... You're right. Age is significantly less important than gender. Fifth, 
Don't get defensive. Okay, this is the biggest one. So I tend to be pretty unflappable in debate. I tend to be pretty removed. But you can catch me on an off day. It's happened before. The most obvious example is that time that I was on the BBC. You know, I, I'm not inclined to continue an interview with a person as badly motivated as you as an interviewer. So I think we're done here. I appreciate your time. All so right. Thank you well, so much. We, thank you for your time and uh, for showing that anger is not part of American political discourse. Now, Mr. Shapiro, we'll say goodbye. I got so annoyed by the host reading me quote-unquote bad old tweets and me explaining it that after 20 minutes of being badgered about it, I got up and I walked off. That was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just sat there. I should have said, listen, you can read me bad old tweets all day long. I don't think it's productive, but I'm happy to discuss them. And getting defensive is the biggest mistake that you can make in a debate because so much of it's attitudinal. So much of it's about how you look to the rest of the audience. And the truth is that body language matters. You know, having an open affect when, when you're speaking, right? Using a tone of voice that doesn't appear to be aggressive. And this stuff is very important in debate. People tend to think that debate is about shouting down the other guy or being more angry than the other guy. That's not true. Debate and discussion too, productive discussion, is about actually being open to the position of the other person so much so that you're willing to internalize it, understand it, and then agree or disagree with that. When you do that, you can become a really, really good debater. We'll get to more on this in just one second first. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 